Today, I want to look at a few seemingly detached news stories and see if I can tie them together. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to an all-new week of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Got a few special programs planned for this week. Tomorrow, we take a little trip down under, haven't talked to our good friend, George Christensen in a while, and he's been rather busy. And we're going to play some catch up on, on what's been happening in his life and in the, shall we say, the pandemic-related, vax-related news from, from that part of the world in Australia, New Zealand. It's a mess, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm reading a, a number of news stories, and we're going to talk about a number of different topics today. It's not going to be all one thing. So, so kind of bear with me. Today, this weekend, actually, it, it was kind of a nice weekend here in southwest of Virginia. S- Saturday, we had finally some really good sunshine and moderate temperatures, and we, we had a chance to actually be outside. And yesterday, the rain returned, and we had some rain overnight, even, even some Monday morning. And, you know, this has been a, a rainy season. There's no doubt about it. Now we'll be talking about weather and climate also on the program today and how the idea of critical thinking has been replaced by groupthink, how you must think in one way, or they banish you, they, they will ridicule you, they will censor you, they will try to cancel you. Now there's still a number of number of stories that, that come out, and, and I I noticed that over the weekend, if you want to bury some, quote, bad news, if you don't want to be as noticed in the news cycle, you drop a story on a Friday afternoon. If you want it to be a big news story to, to be repeated during the week, you bring that story out on a Monday or a Tuesday and then people will talk about it extensively. So on Friday, without any fanfare, without any big press conference, without anything in particular, the CDC made some changes in their protocol regarding COVID-19. So I'm looking at this press release that came out last week from the CDC. And they had embargoed this press release. That means it was out there for a little while. And media was being urged strongly to to not release it until the, quote, appropriate time, which was actually late in the afternoon on Thursday. But nobody was really paying attention to it because there's so many other big stories in the news last week that a story like this one, which never would fit the mainstream media narrative of the past two and a half years, needs, well, unless it's trying to make Biden look better, but really it doesn't. And so I wanted to share just little bits of highlights. I'm sure many of you have heard about this, but I just want to let you understand that a lot of the things that we have said on this program since we started two years ago, well, we, we told you the true story from the beginning. So we now see that the CDC decided that they're going to streamline their guidance regarding COVID-19. And honestly, you would think after two and a half years 
of nothing but fear-mongering and promises of winters and cold winters of death to the unvaccinated and, and everything else. You would think that the news that the CDC had to share last week would be such a big and enormous event that they would have gone on primetime television to let you know about it. They would have made sure that all the media was there for the big, the super big press conference like the one they had last year in August. Hey, we're coming up to the one-year anniversary on that one now, too. Uh, the big press conference to let the world know that the FDA had approved, that they had approved a COVID-19 vaccine, even though they really didn't. They approved a vaccine you will never get that still after a year cannot be obtained here in the United States. You're still getting the experimental vaccine, the one that leaves the manufacturer totally harmless of anything it does to you. You take it as an experiment and you take all the consequences that go with it. So, so here's the story that came out. And it said that the CDC is streamlining its COVID-19 guidance to, to help people better understand their risk, how to protect themselves and others, and what actions to take if exposed to COVID-19, and what actions to take if they are sick or should they test positive. And, it, and then they, they say that COVID-19 continues to circulate the, you know, globally, But now we have many tools available to us for reducing the severity and there is significant less risk of severe illness, hospitalization and death compared to earlier in the pandemic. Well, we talked about this way back at the beginning of this program. Many, many people that truly understand a virus that had no political agenda talked in terms of how a a virus like this one will continue to to change over time. It'll mutate. And as it mutates, it may become vastly more infectious, but it becomes increasingly less debilitating or deadly. And media people were ignoring that. They didn't want to hear that. You can't say that. You know, that we kept being told that every new variant was going to be deadlier and more ominous than the one before. We had names like Delta, the Delta variant. Look, I understand, and don't get me wrong on this, I understand fully that a a large number of people succumbed to this disease. I also am convinced from things that I have seen firsthand, people that I know personally, that a large number of those deaths could have been mitigated and not occurred. The 2020, the 2020 protocol was very simple. And we watched this play out with a member of our own family. Person came down with COVID is having all the symptoms of COVID. And they go to the doctor and the answer is, when your lips turn blue, come to the hospital. No treatment. None whatsoever. Even though back in 2003 
and 2004 when SARS-CoV-1 was out there, which is pretty much the same thing as SARS-CoV-2. A lot of scientists did a lot of work and determined way back then that certain protocols, including anti-malarial drugs like, like hydroxychloroquine, let me explain something that may, many people are missing. It's not the virus that is killing people. It is what the virus is causing the body to do that kills people. Bacterial pneumonia is one of the leading causes of death from COVID-19, and it is caused by the human lungs response to this virus. The virus is not causing bacterial pneumonia. Bacterial pneumonia is a result of the body's fight against something so severe. And even way back when, early in this program, we we had people on, and I was quoting from those that said the idea of putting these people on a ventilator was ludicrous. It was a death sentence. Because that's not how you treat bacterial pneumonia. But see, the CDC, the same CDC that put out this press release last week, with all these new and updated guidelines, is finally getting a dose of reality coffee into their bloodstream. I really believe that a tremendous number of people did not have to die. Businesses and schools did not have to close. This silly wearing of face coverings, I call them face diapers, was built on completely bogus and phony science. The same is true with the six-foot or two-meter social distancing. All of it predicated on nonsense, fraud, and no scientific data. Yet, we were told by Dr. Fauci, who considers himself the face of science, to wear two masks, maybe three, and on and on it went. And so the CDC is pretty much telling us in not so many words, even though their their guidance acknowledges that the pandemic is not over, they're saying it's over. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I, I read I read this press release. They want you. They, they still want you to take the the phony concoctions that are vaccines that are not. And they say to protect against serious illness, hospitalization, and death. The problem is the statistics are not adding up to the claim. Matter of fact, who are the, who's the group that's ending up being reinfected? It's certainly not the ones with natural immunity. It's the ones that only have the immunity given to them by a vaccine. It seems the vaccinated are the ones that have relapses or another case somewhere down the road of COVID-19. So let me just kind of go down part of this list. I don't need to go into all of it. It makes a lot of sense when you begin to hear it. And, you know, they may say everybody needs to get vaxxed. Everybody needs this and that and the other. They're really saying 
Well, you listen. They've updated their guidance, and, and they want you to know that you no longer, you ready for this? They're recommending instead of quarantining, if you are exposed, that you wear a high-quality mask for 10 days and get tested on day five. Now, that makes no sense because the mask doesn't work. We've watched the studies, seen the studies over and over again, and they do not work. But they they can't get rid of that face diaper thing. It just 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 they they just can't let go. And they reiterate that regardless of vaccination status, you should isolate from others if you should come down with a case of COVID nineteen. And as you look at all of the things that the CDC is saying, you can see that they're making a gradual about face you know back in the days when i was vastly younger and i used to actually be on a sailboat from time to time not a really big one but i learned i learned how sailboats make a gentle turn there are two ways you can do it one is you can turn the boat into the wind and gradually come about and they would say something like, you know, ready about heartily, which means, you know, the boat is going to come around and the mast come over. You're, the, the mast holding the will come over and the sail will come across the, the boat. And you were given a nice gentle warning and they made a nice gentle turn. There's some when you do it the other way and you, and you get the wind on the wrong side of the sail, that thing will come flying across and take anybody out in its path. And that's called a jibe. But right now, the CDC is in the ready about and heartily just making that gradual turn. And they hope that it looks so gentle into the sunset you don't even notice. And so it says when you get into this thing, uh, they're recommending if you should test positive, you stay home at least five days. Remember, it used to be two weeks. And isolate from others in your home. You're most likely infectious during those five days. And they want you to wear a high-quality mask when you must be around others at home or even in public. Ooh, outdoors in public. Remember how we were locked down in many places? I remember in the United Kingdom and Australia, it was like being in a concentration camp. And the CDC says now if you've been fever-free for 24 hours after five days without any use of medication and your symptoms are improving or you really never had symptoms, you can end your isolation at day five. Regardless of when you end isolation, avoid being around people who are more likely to get sick from COVID till about day 10 or 11. And they still hold on to the uh, face diaper, the paper face diaper until day 10. You know, the other day I saw here in Southwest Virginia, The majority of people are so beyond and past all of this uh, cult of COVIDians, you know, the mass COVIDians. You see a handful. And when you see somebody younger, they probably work in the medical field and they have been just so brainwashed that they think they have to wear them. And somehow they're protecting themselves. I was in a grocery store back in 2020 when the masking was first encouraged And on the PA system, you would hear this voice talking about, 
please remain at least six feet apart from others. Follow the correct arrows going up and down the, the grocery store aisles. In other words, it was one-way traffic in the, in the grocery store aisles. And on and on it went. And keep your social distancing. You know, I was still working in emergency management when that term social distancing came out. And I, it, it, it didn't make any sense. Because I'm understanding how a virus of any type can be aerosolized. And I'm thinking, so what good is being six feet apart? If I should exhale a virus, it's going to be in the air for quite a long time because it's so, well, lightweight. And so none of it made any sense. We find out that the protocol for staying six feet apart and all this nonsense came out way back around, what, 2004. And some staffer, some junior staffer at the White House at the time was tasked with doing some updates on, you know, pandemic preparedness and viruses and for flus and what have you. And some young child at a science fair had proposed the idea that people, when you have the flu season, we should be so many feet apart. Now, there was never a test, uh, never a trial, never a study done, but it sounded good. So it ended up in the emergency management protocol this social distancing with no scientific basis. You know, I look at these protocols now, they make more sense than the ones that they came out with last year. If you were trying to keep people in fear, if you were trying to get more people sick or dying, this was the way they did it was the way to do it. But they're beginning to recognize that the the public opinion is no longer in their favor. And trying to resurrect this pandemic for political purposes is going to be suspicious even to the most hardcore leftist believer. One of the things they talk about in this, and it says, for example, if you had a moderate illness, if you experienced some shortness of breath or had difficulty breathing, or you you may have a weakened immune system, And you may need to isolate a little bit longer, like to day 10. Still not 14. In other words, over and over it goes. And I'm going to tell you what we're learning. I read another article that's been tracking those that come down with COVID, get relapses of COVID. And it appears the more you are vaccinated, the more you're likely to be reinfected. In other words, also in what the CDC is saying, this is something else, and I'm just going to continue on down here in some of these recommendations. What it's actually coming down to now, um, they're, they're saying that your your vaccination status no longer has any bearing in most of the CDC guidelines. Now, they keep holding on that they want everybody vaxxed, yet the stats are not backing it up. And so we we are seeing this gradual change about masking, about uh, isolation, about all of it. Uh, the vaccine status, the CDC, in essence, is finally admitting what everybody said a year and a half ago. These mRNA spike protein manufacturing plants, that's what makes your body do, is not providing you any legitimate protection 
against getting or spreading COVID-19. And as time went on, the best they could say is, well, it just gives you lesser symptoms and a lower probability of death. All of that turned out to be incorrect. All of it. What we really had happen in 2021, as the virus was mutating, it wasn't the vaccine that was causing lower, you know, lower grade symptoms or fewer people dying. Had nothing to do with the vaccine, but it had everything to do with the natural progression of a virus in the wild. They become more infectious, but they don't kill the host. And thus, that's how a virus survives. And so here we are. In the age of Omicron and its various variants. I've known people that have come down with Omicron. And they some people have a terrible cough for a couple of days, maybe three. Some have a fever, some don't. Most, the biggest symptom that hangs on for a while is fatigue. And I never could define the word fatigue until I went through this earlier this year. And now the immune system has been, you know, educated on what this is. There's another story that I was reading over the weekend that is showing by the numbers in places like the United Kingdom and elsewhere around the world where the vaccine has had no bearing in stopping transmission of the virus. It, it's not happening. In fact, if anything, the vaccination may be weakening or impairing the immune system. I think the saddest thing that can happen is for somebody that had COVID-19 to then take the vaccine anyway, thinking that it will give them double protection, as Fauci the liar has said, over and over again. By the way, got a little audio clip that I ran across the other day from Mr. Science himself. And this particular audio clip that I want to share with you for just a moment, not very long, just a handful of seconds, was from 1999. You know, a little over 20 years before, you know, we were hit by COVID-19. SARS-CoV-2. And and what Dr. Fauci was saying back in 1999 is probably the more true and realistic assessment of what he knows from medical school experience and what he truly believes in the depths of his heart. And when he talks about vaccines in particular. Now remember, it was back in the 1980s that Dr. Fauci became Mr. AIDS, which is acquired immune deficiency. There's a new term out there. We call it VADES, vaccine acquired immune deficiency, where these vaccines are causing, well, some damage to the immune system. 
But Dr. Fauci, even though in 2020 he talked in terms of how long it takes to get a vaccine to market and that, you know, Operation Warp Speed is never going to happen, you know, vote, you know, vote for Biden. It's pretty much what he was saying. And how quickly he changed his tune as soon as Biden was elected and suddenly he became a unmitigated believer in something thoroughly unproven. And he was a fanatic that everybody must get their double, triple, and quadruple jabs. But see, if you go back to 1999, you actually have a more rational, non-politicized Dr. Fauci when he makes this statement. If you take it and then a year goes by and everybody's fine, then you say, okay, that's good. Now let's give it to uh, 500 people, and then a year goes by and everything's fine. I say, well, then now let's give it to thousands of people. And then you find out that it takes 12 years for all hell to break loose. And then what have you done? Now, I want you to stop and think about that. That's Dr. Anthony Fauci back in 1999 talking about experimental vaccine treatments for, well, viral diseases like AIDS. You come up with something and you try it out and everything seems fine. So you do it with a few more people and then, okay, so far, so good. Then, it, you know, you keep rolling it out and rolling it out. And somewhere, all of a sudden, after, after so many years, the whole thing falls apart. And it's like, what have we done? I think we're going to see on a mass scale. This is just my opinion. We are going to see on a mass scale deep regrets for what we have done with the COVID-19 vaccines. And I say that not because I'm some kind of a prophet or I have a crystal ball or some revelation. It doesn't take being a scientist like Dr. Fauci to understand a few things about the scientific method that has been around for thousands of years, time-tested, time-proven over and over again. Time is the one thing that has never been explored with these unapproved experimental vaccines. Those that took the Pfizer vaccine since last August, falsely believing they were FDA tested and approved, were lied to. And unfortunately, with the current administration here in the United States, under one of the greatest fascist regimes of all time, including you know their Department of Injustice, under Merrick Garland, who is just an enemy of the people, in my opinion. Yeah, we'll never see the Hunter Biden laptop. They'll, they'll try to bury it. I guess the Jeffrey Epstein who came to, to pedophile island will be unknown. And of course, you know, any, any other crimes or ills among the elite class will be, well, covered up. You only come after those that are challenging the authority of the unelected bureaucrats. Then you're an enemy of the state. And if you dare challenge how they rig elections, you're an enemy of the state. 
I got some other stories that I want to share with you in a few minutes. I don't want to go too long. So here we are, slap dab in the middle of the month of August. And when this month is behind us, we will be two-thirds of the way through the year 2020. And I look back over these past two years, and what a, what an experience, what a ride it has been. From the news cycles to the things that concern us, lockdowns, vaccine passports, and, and I really believe that there have been thousands upon thousands of very good voices out there sharing news and information that the mainstream media will fail to do because they don't want you to know the truth. Today's mainstream media, like MSNBC, for example, CNN, uh, you know, in the United States, ABC, American Broadcasting Corporation, in Australia, Australian Broadcasting Corporation, CBC in Canada, many of the newspapers, CBS, I'm just thinking they're just out loud. They are left-wing single political entities and the truth is not their most important driving force their truth as they see it their opinion as they believe it is vastly more important than a factual presentation The idea of critical thinking is long gone in our country. It is just gone. We don't have it anymore. A little over 50 years, I was finishing high school. And and I, I had several teachers in my high school years that stand out in my mind to this day. I had an English teacher in my senior year of high school. And this this course was a little different than any of the other ones that I had had in English classes before. Before it was grammar, it was reinforcing spelling and structure of sentences and then reading classic literature, doing book reports, learning how to read and comprehend. But this one English class that I had as a senior in high school, the best way to describe it, it was the intersection of of basically understanding how to read the culture and express it in language. And we studied a whole lot of things. You know, what is propaganda? What is the power of the press? What are subtle messages delivered in songs or press releases or news stories? How does somebody build a narrative where the people are persuaded without realizing they have been? And on and on this guy went. He was a young teacher and everything about what he was saying. And also he taught us how to debate. How to believe in what you believe in and how to stand up for what you think and know as truth. And more important, how to go to the library and do some deep research. That experience was a life changer for me, and it really came into play years later. And here I am doing a radio program, and I think in terms of what this teacher taught me back in 1972. 
We try to bring you news and information and, and try to tear down through the language to get to the distilled truth. I have a story coming up in a few minutes about online censorship and and how they plan on controlling the narrative. I'm excited that this program can be heard as a podcast. I know many of you are listening as a podcast right now. Others are listening on domestic radio and even others on international shortwave. Being a podcast is relatively inexpensive. Being on radio, not so much. But it's the one place that has driven more listeners to the podcast than any other means that I know. When you're out there among a million podcasts, how do you get found? If you are on a frequency on international shortwave, people can find you a lot faster on the dial than they have. Had an interesting letter from a listener. She knew nothing about shortwave, but her husband had thought not long ago it was time to get one and learn how to use it and they discovered this program. They never would have discovered it as a podcast had they not heard it on the radio. So being on shortwave radio is still vital. And that's why I come to you every day at the break and toward the end of the program asking you to continue your your faithful financial support. It is needed now more than I have ever needed your help before. If you can be a supporter of this program, would you consider writing a check or money order paid out to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. And the address is 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248. That is number 3248. That That 3248 is our secure box. And we are in Crest Crest View, Crest View, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. Once again, Truth to Ponder, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248 in Crest View, Florida. Crest View, Florida, 32536. And if you're writing a check, make it payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. If you go to the website, truth2ponder.com, add a forward slash support, if you'd like to just skip right over, you can find other ways to support this radio ministry. I'm counting on you to get us across the finish line for this month of August and to be two-thirds through this year and to continue into our third year of broadcasting this particular radio program. And for your prayers and generous financial support, I thank you from the bottom of my heart and may God richly bless you. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Fighting with joy coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Maccabees is not part of the biblical account, but it is part of the history of God's workings. And it says that the Maccabees, it says they carried on Israel's war joyfully. 
how do you carry on war joyfully? Do you do that with just, <laughs> I'm going to kill somebody today? What, what is that? You know, you know, I don't know how to do that in the physical. You know, I believe it was General Sherman who said war is hell. But in the spirit, you can do that. Paul's words said, he, he speaks in, in 2 Timothy 4, he says, fight the good fight or I fought the good fight. You can even hear joy in it. Fight the good fight of faith. When you fight the good fight, it's actually a joy. The good fight is not troubling or tiresome. It's when you're not fighting the good fight that you get tired. It's when you're fighting the wrong fight that you get worn down. But when you fight the good fight, the the fight of faith and your victories of faith, you know, it gives you joy and power. Fight the good fight with joy. Fight with joy and let your joy be a fighting joy. That's how to fight in joy. You know, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You want to be strong, fight in joy. You know, in the end times, you know, there's a lot of fights going on. That doesn't nullify the fruits of the spirit. You're still going to have joy. All the more you got to have joy. All the more when things are going on all around you, you got to be joyous all the more. Fight your fight with joy. You know, you're dealing with, with, with trouble, with people, fight with joy. Fight with joy and have fighting joy in your life and your life will be a joy and you will have finished the course having fought the good fight. Want more? Ask for the Maccabee End Time Strategy. Now, how do you like to be strong and have a super life in God? Well, a super walk, you can. Sapphire is your super spiritual supplement for a super spiritual walk in the Lord with uh, teachings and all sorts of great stuff. It's a free gift subscription you get, plus the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors, all free. How do you get it? Or CD. Just remember, Jesus is real Hebrew name, Yeshua. You dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to his ancient people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You can touch the world. It's amazing. Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Here's how. Write to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Alechem. Fight the good fight, my friend. Peace be to you and Messiah. Sar Shalom, the Prince of Shalom. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to our Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. Here we are in part two. And in this segment, I've got a handful of news stories that I have to share with you. And I want to show just how far we have declined in common sense, critical thinking, and our ability to even for many of us or many people out there think for themselves. There's a something I saw, someone wrote, what is the difference between a conspiracy theory and a fact? And someone wrote about six months. And, I'm, and it, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah, I know there's some oddball conspiracy theories out there that'll never come true. I know there's some websites that have made so many predictions that should have happened by now that don't, but they keep going anyway. And that's why there's some places when it comes to looking for news, I don't go because I know their track record is, well, subpar at minimum. And in some cases, just out and out fantasy. We've talked before about climate change on this program. 
and how this has become such a driving force in politics and the media and Hollywood, education, all over. Climate change. We did a program, I think it was back in the latter part of 2020, where the speculation we had then with one of the guests was, will they use what they learned about COVID-19 lockdowns for climate change lockdowns? And how many things are going to be dumped into the, the climate change barrel? In other words, how many things can we blame on climate change to keep it top of mind as an existential threat? Ever notice that everybody on the left politically around the world is in lockstep on the term existential threat? They have no mind of their own. And they just keep repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating. The White House press secretary, she talks about climate change, she talks about inflation, and she's clueless on either topic. Or she willfully lies, or both. Now, to give you an idea, I ran. A, I saw this story, I think I saw it Sunday. Maybe Saturday, I can't remember. And I, I just kind of tucked it aside. Good old CBS, another one of the intellectually, morally, and journalistically bankrupt media players in the United States, formerly the Tiffany Network, the Columbia Broadcasting System, they had a news story that they, you know, the the giddy talking heads just couldn't wait to tell you all about it. And this is what they were saying. You ready for this one? CBS get savaged for pushing a study that is blaming climate change for childhood obesity. Now, in case you think you heard it wrong, I'll say it again. CBS News got savaged for pushing a study that blames climate change for childhood obesity. Now, I don't know about you, But that is about the dumbest thing that I've heard, well, since the Biden press secretary had her last press conference. This this segment on CBS promoted a study that somehow linked childhood obesity to climate change. Now, that is propaganda of the highest order because it is not based in anything scientific. CBS morning cited a study that said that children are now 30% less aerobic in their fitness than their parents at the same age. And the study's authors suggested that global warming or climate change are making children less active, thus making them more obese. Well, let me just share my observations on that entire silly and completely bogus notion. Number one, we have air conditioning. We have air-conditioned gymnasiums. We have air-conditioned gyms. So don't give me that it's too hot outside. It really is not that much hotter outside. And it's not like we live in a hothouse 12 months of the year here in most of the United States. 
What you have are parents shoving fast food into the mouths of their children, which is basically garbage. I have other words I can't use. You're poisoning your children every time you take them to McDonald's. And it's not like you take them once every five months or for some oddball, whatever the case may be. There are parents that are allowing their children from a young age all the way into their teens to be eating this garbage in a bag. This garbage in a bag that is unhealthy, full of chemicals, full of carbohydrates, full of seed oils full of things that are damaging their bodies. And so you have a bunch of fat children that sit around and play video games, stare on their phone, or watch movies on Netflix. They wouldn't know what a day's work is. They don't understand how to cut the grass. There's somebody else to do that. They have no concept of responsibility. But you have complete morons, total idiots, and buffoons at CBS. The Certified Buffoon Network or the Certified Buffoon System, CBS. And the author of this study that CBS thinks is a great study, I mean, as the Earth's warming continues to accelerate, children are set to bear the health risk of the rising global temperatures. And I even had video clips with the caption, today's children are 30% less fit than their parents. Well, maybe their parents didn't have smartphones. Maybe their parents weren't allowed to sit around on their fannies all day with earbuds and playing on, on devices. Kids are getting fat from being fed garbage food. Kids are getting fat from having no nutrition, just being given sugar and carbs and grease and oil. And whatever the mystery meat of the day is in some of this fast food is not even true food. Yeah, these kids will be happy to eat fried bugs when the time comes. Climate change? You know... There, there's something about this climate change narrative and, I, and, and, they, and all the, the breathless stuff like, well, Bob, you know, Lake Mead has been receding for years. Yeah, population growing out west. No new structures for water. It's being used as, an, you know, for, well, drinking water. It's being used uh, for farming. And as farming and, and housing is increased, the higher demand on the water, yeah. Of course, Lake Mead has been getting lower and lower because even if you get the same identical rainfall on average over a, a several-year period, your taking of the water is more than it was before. If you don't find a way to replace the water you're taking, of course... The end result is you're going to have less. So the idea of global warming being why kids are becoming fat slobs, to be quite blunt, you know, not able to function, I mean, they just can't. Add that our, our education system that is nothing more than a social promotion network. 
You have kids that believe that any math answer is sufficient because if you really believe it's true, it's true. This host said, yeah, kids are less likely to go outside because of the heat. No, actually, the truth is they don't want to go outside. They want to be able to hang inside with the air conditioning or the heat in the winter and play on their toys. And the more this junk food you eat, by the way, I shared this story last week. I want to remind you again that the sweetener found in most of these diet sodas that these parents are feeding their overweight kids. Oh, yes, I know my 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 son or daughter is overweight, so I feed them diet Pepsi or or diet Mountain Dew. You know, we we have to help them lose weight while they're while they're plowing down, you know, chicken and mashed potatoes and french fries and burgers and whatever but they wash it down with a diet drink you know another problem we have study after study is linking the ingredient of the sweetener to a lot of mental illnesses including bipolar disorder and depression And it's not like a tiny number, it's huge. And so how do we correct that problem? They they stay on the diet Mountain Dew, they stay on the diet Coke or whatever it is that they're drinking and and they have all this diet garbage running around in their veins. And so so Big Pharma gives them other chemicals that they can take in that have other dangers to the human body to try to offset the damage being done by the diet soda and the McDonald's burger and the McDonald's fries and all the other greasy garbage food that parents are letting their kids consume in numbers unprecedented. When I was growing up, there was a little hamburger chain. This is before McDonald's was big. It was called Wetson's. They were in Long Island. And my father used to call that place, you know, just a you know, grease on a bun, just garbage. He didn't like it. But as kids, we, we kind of did. But every once in a blue moon, I could probably count on one hand the number of times over five years that we went to Wetson's to have a burger and fries and a milkshake. I can count it on one hand. It was a big deal. It was a rare treat, like for a birthday or something like that. It wasn't everyday food. And I'll venture to say the quality of what they were serving Oh, 60 some odd years ago was probably vastly better than the quality of the stuff that they're trying to market to us today. The World Economic Forum, they believe that global intelligence needs to be used to harvest data, to control the narrative. And basically what they're saying is using global intelligence to erase ideas that they consider not in line with the Great Reset. They want it to be erased from the internet. They want it gone. Which means that Klaus Schwab and company are getting concerned that there are too many unapproved opinions like the ones that I have. And they're becoming popular and people are discovering them online. So we need, that they're saying that online censors just can't keep up with the millions of people becoming more aware of what's really going on and increasingly becoming more vocal. 
They claim that the censorship engines employed by the Internet platforms turn out to be ineffective and incapable. And people are even complaining about what the World Economic Forum actually is. So they, they want to make sure that uh, the, the information is controlled. Censorship. Censorship is one of the most potent weapons of, a, of tyranny. Hitler tried it in World War II. Mao Zedong did it. They all have done it. They control the information. They control the education. They control the society. And using fear. Something was said, and I'm trying to remember which which individual said it. I, I should, but I don't, and I apologize. But even in the days of like in East Germany with the Stasi, they come to some apartment complex at midnight or one o'clock in the morning and they'd be knocking on a door and take somebody away. And somebody said, you know, we if everybody had risen up against those handful of Stasi guards, they would never have taken the prisoner. There were more of us than there were of them, but they had effectively used the media, radio, television for the few that had it, the newspapers, the movies, all of it. The propaganda machine beat them over the head and over the head and over the head where they were afraid to stand up. But like he said, in this one apartment complex, if everybody, if just a third of the people had rose up and said no, the Stasi guards would have run away in fear. The military would be even fearful of coming after their own. But by controlling the narrative, by controlling the narrative, by controlling the flow of information, they could keep control. Democrats like control in this country, United States. They want to control the media. They want they don't want this what they call false information out there. In other words, anything that is stated that disagrees with what they're telling you, they're, the, the lie of their new uh Part of this build back better nonsense. Build back better means destroy it, disintegrate it, then build something to replace it. It doesn't mean repairing. It means destruction. Just like the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 will not reduce inflation at all. If anything, it keeps it worse for upwards of 10 years. 10 years. So it's a big lie. But see, they're willing partners and liars and reprobates in the media. They'll echo the lie. Our First Amendment is under attack by, of course, the media, who claims to enjoy theirs, and our own government. Earlier this year, the Biden administration tried to have their own version of the Ministry of Truth. Well, they lost for now, but I want you to understand something. They will continue to try and try and try again until they are successful. Even our attorney general is a bald-faced liar. He's nothing more than a minion of the statist. He's a minion of the elitist. And he wants to be able to sit at the big boys' table so he does their bidding, even as repugnant of the things that he does. He'll lie. He'll use the power of his office in unconstitutional ways. I am so glad he never made it yet 
to the Supreme Court. There's a lot of topics I want to discuss this week. I didn't even get to half the stories that I have in front of me. Yep, the deep state is real. And I wonder at times, will the United States even exist after November? If by chance, and once again, don't think it's in the bag. I said it two years ago. Don't think that Trump's reelection is in the bag based on what you saw. We saw how the cheating worked and how effectively it worked. It was a lot of cheating going on. You know it and I know it. It is a stolen election. Will we ever see the truth? I I believe that the veil is going to be pulled back. Will there be consequences? I don't know. But my concern is that after November, if the Democrats should lose the House and the Senate, they'll be on a warpath for the next, you know, basically two and a half months before the new Congress comes in, and they will do as much damage. This is going to be like, you know, destroy in your wake, burn everything down on the way out the door. We may win an election, but we may see our country completely decimated as a result. And they're going to do everything in their power with their own witch hunt against Donald Trump. I don't care if you like Trump or not. That's not even material. You don't break the law to do what you want to do. You don't break the law, and people are claiming that Trump did. You better do some reading of the Constitution. Donald Trump could take any document that's classified and unclassified without question, without any other rule. He has the utmost authority given and granted in him. The Supreme Court over decades has said the same thing. Obama had that privilege. Bush had that privilege. All of them have had that privilege all the way back. So to say that this guy doesn't and we have, it was a fraudulent raid on his home. And I doubt if anybody will ever be held accountable. I mean, there was fraud committed to a FISA court, fraud committed everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's all done by the reprobates and they don't care what damage they do to you, I, or this nation as long as they get their way like a little bratty child stomping their foot. We're about out of time and we're halfway through the month and we need your support more now than ever. Would you consider today making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. The city is Crestview, Crestview, Florida, and the zip code is 32536. Once again, make the check payable, Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. City is Crestview, Crestview, Florida, 32536. Now, Tomorrow, my guest should be George Christensen from Down Under in Australia. A lot of other special programs this week as well. By the way, visit our website, learn more, and you can support us from there as well. Truth, the number two ponder.com. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.